Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? With a focus on football. 36 yard line of Philly. Shotgun snap to Hertz. Dropping back. Only one person rushing. Hertz looking, standing still, winding up. Long pass. It lands at the 20. No one is there. Zeros on the clock. It's over. It's over. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57 on a game winning field goal. Trailing at 10. At the halftime stop, 24-14, they go on to win 38-35. What a game. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. That is, if you can see us, I don't know, I'm getting some errors here on the video software, which I'm glad it's happening this week and not two weeks ago when Justin and I welcomed in former NFL quarterback Chad Henney to preview Super Bowl 58. Uh, it was a fantastic show. A lot of people watch and would appreciate that. But Justin and I are here this evening to recap that Super Bowl here he is, the man, my partner, Justin Raffoff. Welcome to episode 394. Yeah, it's uh, it's good being here. Um, you know, like we had we had the week off last week uh, so that we could kind of watch the Super Bowl and everything. Um, you know, and like we like to say, uh, you know, we don't want to draw fans away. And, you know, I think we did our part to contribute to record-breaking uh, audience uh, for the Super Bowl. Exactly. You know, so we, we can expect our, our thank you from the NFL at any time. But the, uh, yeah. If we had broadcast Justin, they would not have gotten to 123 million. I can guarantee you that. That's right. We would have taken away a substantial amount right. of that viewership for sure. Yeah. So, so you know, um, and beside the fact that we wanted to be watching the Super Bowl, but uh, right, yeah, know, and that so, has nothing to do with so. It. So yeah, it's, it's good to be back, and uh, we get to talk about all that stuff now. So yeah, we're going. And everyone's to, 0 and 0 now, right? Right. We're going to talk about. The last game of the 2023 season, culminating on February 11th, 2024, which was 13 years to the day that you and I said we should have a sports podcast. That's crazy. When it pops up in the memories of some of the social media stuff, it's, it's wild. Yeah. And the actual first anniversary of our first show is coming up here in the next few days because we came up with the idea on February 11th. But I think our first show was like February 20th or something like that, somewhere in there. So in the next few days this week, for sure, we'll be celebrating our 13th year since our first broadcast. And a lot has changed since then. But like always, we're here to talk football. And we're going to give our very early kind of, I don't know, we're not going to go full predictions because we'll save that for May, which I've already plotted out the schedule. I, I do want to talk to you about that as we... Uh, proceed here through the spring we usually do pretty well in the spring in terms of uh continuous streams it's when we yeah. get to the summer that things get a little iffy because of vacations and then the bulldog hour starts up for us in in august so we are here for a while justin i did plot out i don't know if you were on the website at all recently but if we're able to get the shows in that i have planned and there's baked in breaks in there for vacations that i know of and, and holidays and things like that we actually are scheduled to hit episode 409 in mid-July, so I got to talk with you about your schedule because I don't know if the breaks that I have built right, in, right. kind of basing on what we've done in the past, right. there's a chance we might have episode 409 in mid-July. Uh, we'll talk about that off air. If not, we'll have to delay it to sometime right. in November, probably. Audrey, put it on your calendar. Well, that, that's my that's my biggest <laughs> issue with the way it, it planned out, because we would like to invite Audrey Snyder of The Athletic, her Penn State covered primary football, so she has been doing some wrestling stuff, yes, which... Yes. Penn State Wrestling, duels, Big Ten duels champion again. Again. 
have have gone undefeated through the Big Ten duels for eight of the last nine seasons. <laughs> uh, Carter Storaki won his what sixty four, sixty thirds, yeah, some straight uh, dual meet, uh, dual matchup. I, it's amazing to read the Penn State wrestlers that haven't suffered a takedown yet this season. Uh, we're ba- we're in what Big Ten tournaments five, coming up. Five of the ten weight classes, the number one guys at Penn State. Yeah, and well, and you sent me that reel the other day, over yeah. under on yeah. how many national three, championships three Kale non, wins. Three non Penn State guys talking about over under. They said the over under on Kale Sanderson. They're doing it to be ridiculous, but they are also talking about how they're not actually being ridiculous. Um, over under at 19 and a half total team titles, which is bonkers, just, just absolutely bonkers. So 19 and a half. It's and let's crazy. Ha- let's hammer the over. It's right? crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they basically are giving it to him for this year and next year. Yeah. I guess based on what's coming back. See, right. I always, it's always, it's we, even weirder with wrestling because you have like Olympic breaks and things well, like that. It is. And, between Olympic breaks and the COVID year, you really have, and you get a lot of guys that miss the whole season because of because of injuries a lot of times. So, you you've got some guys who are pretty, who can be pretty old. Last year was kind of like an extreme. You had you had a number of like twenty five, twenty six year olds uh, wrestling last year. Um, obviously, you lost some of those, but you still have some guys back. And Penn State has benefited from some of that too. Like last year, Max Dean was. He, he he had a quite a few years under his belt too, but like, um, you know, like that's the like the opening bout today. Penn State kid lost, you know, he, he wrestled hard, he lost, but he's a freshman and he was going against a grad student, you know, so that, that's gonna happen, you know, so, um, and Kale, man, he always seems to have him ready in March, so. Yeah, there's been we'll plenty see. of years that Penn State was in the conversation to win the national title, but there was a lot of good wrestlers at Iowa. Um, we see Ohio state would be very good. Michigan's climbed up there a few times. Um, was Oklahoma state was was very good. So, but like you said, in in March, all of a sudden the team kicks into, I mean, we've seen Penn state lose the big 10 championship or do they have, they have a postseason one like basketball too. Yeah. They lose that. I think they lost it to Ohio State just a few years yep. ago, and they, they lost it to Ohio State. They've lost won. it to Michigan. They've lost it a couple, and times. they've won the national and then title. They win the national yeah. title, right? So, but it, it's in, insane what's going on at Penn State with wrestling. And I, I was following along the matchup before I finally realized, oh yeah, this is probably on TV because this is a huge matchup. Because Nebraska was four, the number four, four, three, and some okay. in some matchups. Because. Um, but I mean the team itself yes. was it yes. four, yeah. Yep. So uh, and Penn State was a little slow out of the gate from right. You know, started from behind, losing a few few bouts. But you know, when you've got those guys to finish there at the end, Carter and and Aaron uh, and was it Greg Kirkfoot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. It would have taken quite the upset right. to to not see Penn right. State win, and they were able to win. So. Um, I don't know what's going on with the stream, so um, we're not even connected at the moment, and I don't know why, because we are hardwired in like we should be. So I don't know what the issue issue is, but we're going to proceed here so we can get the uh, audio podcast in and done. And uh, if we come back live, we come back live. If not, I'll have to upload the recording a little bit later. But yeah, so. We've been working for years to try to get to a Penn State Winter Sports Weekend. We thought we had it this year, just didn't end up working out. We were going to go next weekend and get to watch men's basketball, men's ice hockey, and wrestling. Possibly gymnastics Friday night was in the cards, too. It would have been cool to see that, but it's expensive. Yeah, uh, it, it's everything it's about it. Way it more expensive than, than I thought it was going to be, and a few things came up that we should have been home for anyway, so we'll have to kick that uh, down the road. I'm telling you, when one of us wins the lottery, right. makes like, things oh, we'll a lot go. easier. Yeah. yeah, but there may be some plans in the work that we can, yeah. uh, you know, kind of uh, satiate our children that we were going to uh, have along with us, it's something to enjoy. So maybe when we're back on this show in two weeks, we're not here next Sunday. Next Sunday will be the season premiere 
of the Bulldog Hour What's from 2024. This is season 10. I thought so. That's season wild. 10 of the Bulldog Hour will premiere next Sunday, February 25th, 2024. And we will do our winner update. May, may or may not have a guest. We're working on a few people to check on their avail- availability. It's always fun to have someone in these off-season shows to talk about something different. So hopefully that'll happen. But in two weeks, which I think is like March March 3rd, 3rd. March 3rd, we'll be back with episode 395. And we might have a cool report from if we got to do something fun this coming Saturday in relation to Penn State Athletics. And then we'll be kicking off our off-season shows, which means the topic is up for debate. We, we will take uh, a few discussion topics for the first two weekends or two Sundays in March because there's not a lot going on. We no longer have football. We're still pre-playoffs in the NBA and NHL. We're still pre-season in MLB. We'll do an MLB preview, but that'll probably be a couple weeks later. We'll have March Madness, but that's on the 17th. So these next two Sunday, well, the next two shows we'll have on March 3rd and March 10th, it's kind of you know, kind of whatever we want to do. We will be playing NCAA football 14 year five with coach Joey Raffoff and the defending national champion FAU Owls. I guess it'll be interesting to see what happens, Justin, because we had a bunch of young players when we started in the first season. And now they're, I believe, graduating and moving on unless, unless some, I don't know that any of them were redshirted and this game doesn't account for the COVID year. So <laughs> I think we're saying goodbye to a lot of those really good players, uh, but we won a national championship, so we'll we'll see how we do this year. Especially, we're going to be rusty. We haven't played it played in a long time. Tangentially related, NCAA or no? Sorry, yes. EA Sports College Football twenty five teaser trailer dropped. We're going to get a full trailer in May, and I'm going to guess we're going to have a release date, if not. Before then, by that release in May. I can honestly say I've probably never been more excited for a video game. It's been a while. I mean, I was always super excited for the Halo games. Yeah, yeah, um, I get those. See, like, I played those because my friends played them. Like, and they were cool, but, like, they weren't... They didn't have me like this. <laughs> yeah, this one we've now been looking forward to for over three years, right? Because yeah. it wasn't the announcement made in February 2021. Yeah. That's kind of bonkers to think about. But the little teaser was, what, about a minute long or so, 45 seconds, something like that. Well done. No gameplay, I don't think. It had a lot of stuff that they're working on for the game, including the awesome Penn State intro with the Nittany Lion running out from the gates. That's going to be fantastic. They showed the Alabama mascot. They showed the Ohio State mascot. They made allusions to stadiums and songs. That was the thing. As this has been in development now for three years, the team behind it has talked about how, yes, they're using the Madden engine. It's not just going to be a reskin of Madden, and they're going to make it feel like the old NCAA football title, and maybe even more so because of the updates in technology over the last dozen years since right. this game will have passed since the last one came out, um, or all but 11 years since uh, NCAA 14 came out in, what, July 2013. So it'll have been almost 11 ex- years exactly So the strides in technology, when you're talking about video games, uh, are huge. And it's going to be awesome to play in uh, a newly mapped and scanned Beaver Stadium with updated graphics to just, uh, I'm so excited. So we're going to get ready for that by playing our NCAA 14 year five, maybe our last year of that, (laughs) because when we probably pick it up the next time, and maybe we'll get to do that over the summer, I don't know. It'll be college football 25. We know um, college date, game day and ESPN aspects are going to be in it. I don't know if they'll get anything from you know Big Noon Kickoff and Fox, if there'll be stuff with CBS. I don't know if they've signed an exclusive agreements with any of them. Right. You think – I don't know if they'd want it, but, man, you think like all these – like CBS and Fox, you'd think they would want to be in on it. You know, like they'd want to be in. Right. License right. your logos, lice, get your – Commentators assign, even if it's just your number one crew yeah. or, or any of them, just get any of them. Listen, it doesn't listen, have to be the number people can one. Say guys. what they want, but Gus Johnson is meant for like commentating a video game, yeah. like, like you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, Gus, J- Gus and Joel, yeah, get um, Todd, who's uh, Noah, is it Todd and Noah, Todd Blackledge and Noah Eagle? 
Yeah, yeah. For and then obviously you need the game day guys. Yeah, you don't need Pat McAfee. McAfee, that's fine. You can leave him off. I'm good with that. Um, Maybe they can get Saban. I was just gonna say, can you imagine if they put Nick Saban in the game? Would he record stuff for that? I don't know. I don't. I feel like Nick Saban, not the football coach, is probably is a, a little, little more bit laid different. Back than yeah. Mike, so obviously, you can probably tell we're excited. We're yeah. very excited for this. Uh, nothing against NCAA I'm sure your dad fourteen, will be but enthralled. well, he's not listening right now because the show right, isn't exactly, live. It's not exactly. working. It's been trying to attempt. Now we're uh, every time it adds like thirty seconds to its window, attempting to reconnect, and we're on attempt thirteen. <laughs> um, so I don't know what's happening. It says that we have no connectivity, and I don't. I don't know why. That's really, really frustrating. So. Super Bowl 58, Kansas City Chiefs came out on top over the San Francisco 49ers in overtime, our second overtime game ever in the history of the Super Bowl, and it's our second in the last well, six-ish years, six, seven years. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Shanahan was involved in both. He was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons when they choked against the New England Patriots. I that that one will never go away. Twenty-eight to three. What with a few minutes left in the third quarter, and they lose. This one, not quite as bad, though the 49ers were up by 10 double digits at one point over the Kansas City Chiefs. But as people have said many a times, and a lot of people didn't want to listen, you can never discount Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, especially when the Chiefs got so much better on defense this season. It's really incredible what they were able to accomplish. At times, people were talking about them as, you know, has-beens. This wasn't their year. And all they did was beat well, three of the top six teams in the NFL, yeah. depending on what category you're using, a statistical category, going from hosting and beating the Dolphins, going to Buffalo, beating the Bills, going to Baltimore, beating the Ravens, and then coming from behind and beating the 49ers. They earned it, much like our Wilson Bulldogs boys basketball team earned it yes. in the county championship this week, beating three great teams yeah. uh, to win that title. BC and and Reading, yeah. So the five, uh, two and one, you know, it's yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Done. Uh, kudos to Wilson basketball and kudos to Andy Reed, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and the entire gang out in Kansas city, because they, they never gave up. No. They never, uh, panicked and they now have their third title in five years, fourth trip to the super bowl in five years. First team to win back to back since the Oh three Oh four Patriots, and I don't think there's many people that are going to doubt them now, now that they've shown what they're able to do in so many different ways. And while at times Kelsey looked a little bit different, it, it's kind of like Kale Sanderson and Penn State wrestling in March. Right. When the playoffs came around, the, the Chiefs gave us their best. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it wasn't even their best. It was just better than that we had been seeing. Right. Because uh, the games, every single game at times, they looked like there were flaws. Yeah. But they were over, able to overcome it every single time. So, but I think some of that too. Like we talked about it, you you nailed it a while ago. There wasn't necessarily like a standout team throughout the regular season, um, throughout the entirety of the regular season. Teams looked really good at times, um, but you know, it, it just the Chiefs were well-rounded they they had all the things they needed they had a great quarterback they had all their all their role guys did exactly what they needed them to do you know like look how many drop passes they had all season by the league and then just guys stepped up made big plays in the in the postseason you know it's just it's wild and i i was really happy (laughs) Um, well, yeah, you didn't want to see the 49ers No, I did not win. want to see the 49ers win. And I I, I said it going in. Like, Kyle Shanahan is a, is a really good coach. He is a really good coach. But he has blown it three times now. Because the Atlanta, he was not the head coach in Atlanta. But he was the offensive coordinator. And the biggest thing was they went, they stopped running the ball. Mm-hmm. They stopped running the ball against the Patriots. And what did they do in this Super Bowl? They stopped running the ball. What, Christian McCaffrey had two carries in the third quarter? Something like that? Something like that, yeah. Like, absolutely absurd. Absolutely absurd. 
their best offensive player, and he didn't do anything. And also, their receivers, their main receivers, Greg Jennings played. Is it no Juwan Jennings? Juwan uh, Jennings. Juwan yeah. Jennings. Greg Jennings is like a generation ago in football players now. <laughs> uh, Juwan Jennings had a great game, but the rest of their receivers did not show up. Didn't show up. Right, like Ayuk had a couple nice catches, but Debo did nothing. Same thing with Kittle. Kittle did nothing. He had that one fourth down conversion, which was big, but but it wasn't a long play, you know, and he was wide open. Like they did nothing, and yeah, I, I so can't like, really put this on Purdy. No, like, and you can't put it on the defense and Steve Wilkes, right? But they did. Now, a lot of people have said it was like it was not a good fit all year, just like personality wise, like in well, scheme wise. Yeah. He didn't do a lot of things that like Shanahan likes. Yeah, cover um, three, I think. Or Seattle, right. Seattle cover three or whatever they call right. it. Which but, I'm guessing is a drop off for another no, Tampa two was covered. Ted. But uh, it's it's one of those things where defense isn't the reason they lost that game. You know, uh, they held Patrick Mahomes through five quarters, right? Five quarters. To 25 points. You know, that's got to be enough. That's got to be enough. When you've got Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Ayuk, Debo Samuel, right? Like, that's right. got to be enough. Yeah. And it was not. <laughs> but, man. I, I'm not mad about that. No. <laughs> I, I know I, you're I not. Glad. No, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I do feel a little... I know people were cheering... A lot of people were cheering for the 49ers because they're tired. We've talked about this. We talked about yeah. it with Chad. People are you're tired of seeing the same team win. There are people that don't like Mahomes. I don't know too many people that don't like Andy Reid. But, you know, there's a, there's people don't like Travis Kelsey for, right. for very stupid reasons. But there are people that were cheering against the Chiefs a lot. But I also felt like there are a lot of people that started to figure out that the 49ers aren't very likable. No. So and and that's what some people have said. Like I saw something like Aaron Donald posted like a thing about the ring, about having a ring, like kind of like throwing shade at at the Niners. Like so many and then somebody's like you can go back to like I don't ever remember. Now again, social media hasn't been around forever, but like they're like I don't ever remember more players from so many different teams taking Veiled or not so veiled shots at the Niners after the result of that game, and right. they said, "Has there ever been a less like or like a team with more guys that people just don't like?" You know, and I said this the other day. Like, it's not that they have so many guys, although it, they do have a lot. Like, and it's not that they aren't good. Their guys are good, right? Like, but Trent Williams at left tackle cheap shots guys all the time, right? All the time. The first few series of the Super Bowl, and I said this to you, and it happens every game. Their linebackers come in head hunting when guys are on the ground, and nothing get ever gets called, you know. And then you've got like I don't dislike Purdy, I don't dislike Christian McCaffrey, I don't dislike Brandon Ayuk, I don't like Debo Samuel, you know. And then, but you've got guys like just all over the place who just run their mouth all the time. Well. Well, you know how much I love that. Guess, guess so. what happens, right? Like, guess what happens? You, you do that, and everybody's waiting. So, right. Well, that's I, I said to you, and I don't know if this was about something from that you that you sent me about the 49ers or not, but because to be fair, I sent a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so do I, but it's the people that complain about trash talk uh, or being. You know, one upped or being yeah. showboated are the same people that do that exact thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. What goes around comes around. Right. So if you can't handle the heat, stay out of the we, kitchen. We say this. Shut your we mouth. We say this all the time. All the time, you and I have this conversation. Why do I refrain from many of the things that I. That you am send thinking? to me? Or that yes. I send yes. to you? I, yeah. So I. How many times do I quasi refrain? <laughs> From sending things well, it's like, or saying things because I'm only willing to really take what I'm going to give in terms of trash talk. Right, right. So I don't do it. Right. No, you and I do it in private. It's like that thing, <laughs> yes. if if I, if my group chat would ever be released, I would, it, not canceled because we're not doing stuff that right. would like do that. Right. But like 
we talk a lot of trash to each other, even if it's about each other's teams, because we know that it's coming from it's grounded in reality because yes. we're both just like, yeah, that's exactly like, why would they do that? That was stupid. Right. But like, if you would say that on, on any social media site, you would have these guys attacking you. Right. Right. But yeah, it's just the, the nature of it, the way it goes now. But I, that's the one that always boggles my mind. The people that first that complain about, you know, someone getting in their face or talking about them, you know, what do they call it? like the shadow shadow tweeting or whatever yeah, yeah. it used to be like talking about it without naming calling them out it's just it's the same people all the time it's always the same people and it's the same people that usually started it themselves right. and, and one of the best and this is one of those things you get you know it, honesty is great if you're in agreement with that honesty and that's not going to happen because people are very different. But one of the people that I'm always like, yes, no, is Micah Parsons. Yes. Like the stuff yes. that he says yes. all the time. I'm just like, why did you say that? You're going to bring so much heat. And then he says that. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, that's great that he said it, called it like it is. Right, right. But at other times you're like, why would you say that? You're just right. asking you're putting for yourself out there. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's good and bad as long as you can. If you're going to give it, you have to be able to take it. And I don't think the 49ers can do that. No, they can't. They can't. Well, I never heard people call them the 40 whiners until this <laughs> the last like three weeks. I know. Well, and, and I, the biggest eye roll for me was them complaining about the practice field. Oh, my like, gosh. Shut up. Right. Shut up. Like, right. I, I just can't. I can't with that, that crap. It's, they always are looking for an excuse. Yes. A built in excuse yes. as to why they're well, going to lose. Right. I, I, I am in full agreement. I am in full agreement. So and and this isn't even like knowing what the field was like. Maybe it was a legitimate complaint, but you know who you do that to? You do that to the operations staff. Yeah, you you, you talk, talk to, to the, the NFL. NFL. You, you just... don't voice it to the media or leak it to the media, right. because that's how you become the forty winers. Yes. So like as soon as that came out, I was like, I was already cheering for the Chiefs. Now I don't want you to win. <laughs> like. I, I was, you know, I was kind of like, whatever. If the 49ers welcome, win, I don't care. Welcome to the dark side, Joe. Well, but yeah. I, that's there's plenty of teams that I like that for. I'm like, just shut up. Just play. Oh, but uh, it wasn't a great game in the beginning. Honestly, I would say no. until, what, halfway through the third, maybe even the fourth quarter, it wasn't a great game. In the end, it's going to go down as a, it was, quote, great Super Bowl because right. it was close and went to overtime. Right. It was For most of this game, though, it exemplified what a lot of games were in the NFL this year. Close, but not particularly good. It was sloppy. <laughs> yeah, there, right. were, there were turnovers. There were failed drives, failed conversions, missed kicks or blocked kicks. Also, Super Bowl records by the kickers and then one-upped by another <laughs> kicker just like 15 minutes later or whatever it was, an hour later. So, you know, it, the season's over. The Chiefs are champs yeah. again. How, have they reached the until I until you show me different? I mean, they, we, they've been that with the division for a while now, but I feel like they've reached that point now I, for me with the Super see, Bowl. Like until you until you show me different, like I, how do I pick against? I them? feel like they should be, and I will probably give them the benefit of the doubt, which I think by and large we gave to them this year. I think all of us, except maybe my uncle had the Chiefs winning the division and making the AFC Championship game, I think. Something, yeah. Um, and I feel like, except for one thing that happened already, I feel like most people will be like, I'm penciling them into the AFC Championship game. But I think there's a lot of people that are like, Jim Harbaugh's with the Chargers now. Are they going to be able to hold them off? Uh, and part of me is like, man, are they? Right. Because, I look, I don't like Jim Harbaugh. But he's been successful everywhere right. he's gone. Yeah, everywhere he's gone. Will it happen year one? I think is the biggest question. Right, right. And, and that depends. It depends on the system that he's instills out there. What the personnel is like. We know he's got Justin Herbert, but they don't have a very good or healthy offensive line. Austin Eckler wanted out last year. Is that the type of player that he wants to run, or is he going to want to do more of a ground and pound? Could they go after Derrick Henry uh, to pair with Justin I Herbert? Draft, I hope they draft. Blake Corum, JJ McCarthy, and Blake Corum. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to the Chiefs still, but I, I definitely, I've already seen the Chargers as a hot pick oh, yeah. to be the AFC champion. So, 
I feel like you have to give Andy Reid, Patrick no. Mahomes, and that group more respect. Well, when we get our hands on the NFL script for next right, year. Right, yeah, we don't have that yet. We're waiting. Be, I requested it, but... But, like, there's got to be Ravens Chargers in the playoffs next year, right? Like, that's that's got to happen. That's got to happen, yeah. That that would be a good one. Harbaugh versus Harbaugh. We'll see. I don't know. But it was an interesting season, well-received season, stand, uh, statistically. Dude. Your viewership was oh, fantastic. Insane. Uh, probably the best year since, I want to say, like 2015 or something, something. like that. Um, NFL is king, and they proved yeah. that once again with the Super Bowl most watched TV program. Well, CBS and made $60 million extra just from in the Super Bowl, just, just from overtime. Just from overtime, yeah. And this is why people are always like, how are they bidding so much for them? That's why. Right. I, I mean, someone had to have done the stats of what money that CBS made just on selling uh, selling the commercials for the game. Yeah. yeah. Crazy money. Yeah, it's 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 absurd. You can't even uh, wrap my head around it. But So that's where we're at. Chiefs are champs. But are they going to be back next year? We'll see. We already kind of talked a little bit about one of the major moves of the NFL offseason. That's Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. There was, what, seven other coaching moves? Something like that. Uh, Mike McDonald is now the coach in Seattle after they were like, thanks, but no thanks to Pete Carroll. Gerard Mayo took over for Bill Belichick in New England. Dave- how, about, how about Gerard Mayo, like one of the only like major Patriots guys that isn't in that documentary that's going to come out? Yeah. Like, I'm interested in the documentary. Right. I, I would like to see that. I mostly hate watching it. but Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, Dave Canales is the new head coach in Carolina. Uh, Dan Quinn is the new coach for the Washington Commanders. The Raiders did promote Antonio Pierce to the full-time gig. Uh, who else am I missing? There's got to be more. I didn't name all of them. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what other team. Chicago didn't make a change. Indy didn't make a change. Houston, Jacksonville. I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting one or two, but th- those are the ones that I can remember off the top of my head. And I know we're going to do full division predictions starting in May. Get, in May and June will be the time for that for us a- after the draft. That's generally when we have to start because of our summer schedule. Yeah. I was, I, I, honestly, who's going to stop Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? So looking at the AFC, I know people are still going to be on Buffalo. Their job's getting a lot tougher because Josh Allen is now get making like 40-some million, whereas this year I think he was like 15 to 17 right, against right. the cap. He now jumps up into the 40 millions. Obviously, teams have shown Patriots, Chiefs, that you can have a superstar right, quarterback right. being paid a lot and still win. But you got to be really good in the free agent market and drafting, right. and I don't know that the Bills are quite there. Right. They had a few good drafts, especially defensively, but – the offense seems to be just Josh Allen. They're going to need to figure some things out, but obviously they're still in contention with the Chiefs. The Ravens, people think, are going to stick around and be in contention with the Chiefs. My, my honestly, the one that jumped out to me, if Patrick Mahomes is not in the Super Bowl this next year, the team that I think will unseat them is the Cincinnati Bengals. I think a healthy Joe Burrow. Breakout, not a breakout, but a bounce back year. A bounce back year. Well, and even without him, they went, did they go eight, nine, seven, and 10? Something like that, yeah. Without one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I know he started slow with an injury, but then when he was healthy for those few games, they looked like one of the best teams in the NFL. And then he got injured uh, with his wrist or finger, something yeah, in his yeah, hand. Yeah. I think it was wrist. Yeah, yeah. And then had surgery and missed the rest of the season. But I think the Bengals are the one. And it's crazy to say because the Ravens just by and large look like the best team in the NFL for a while. I I say watch out for the Bengals. That, that's yeah. where I'm at. I don't know what to say about my Dolphins. It was very frustrating once again this season because they faded down the stretch. They weren't able to get things done. Hopefully some defensive changes scheme-wise and both – People coming back healthy, they can make it through a 17-game season and look like the team they did in the first half of the season. I don't know that you got to be able to beat the Bills. Like I know they could beat most other teams, especially the teams they should beat, other than the Titans this past year. They beat everyone they should have beaten. They only beat one team, maybe, that was a toss-up. 
And they looked bad against a lot of those good teams. So they're just not quite in that tier yet. And i hopeful that they can make the leap, but we'll see. Uh, but to me, it's Chiefs, Bengals, Ravens, Bills, maybe the Chargers. I, I, I don't want to throw them in there just because Harbaugh is there. But we have been saying that they, we feel like they have the talent. They just weren't getting right. it the best coaching. Right. And they went from maybe one of the worst coaches to maybe a top 10 coach. Someone who's proven to be a good right. NFL a coach. Super Bowl caliber coach. Right. Bit one, yeah, one NFC, been to NFC Championship game, games, won an NFC Championship, now has won multiple CFP games, Big Ten Championships, and a national title. So I don't want to see him have success, but I don't have anything against the Chargers, at least not anymore. I'm, I'm over the Natron Means and Stan Humphreys dagger to my heart in the mid-90s um, when they went to lose the Super Bowl to the San Francisco 49ers. I think that was the 94 season. And they have one of the best uniform sets in the NFL, so they've got a piece of my heart there. But I think they're in the conversation. I don't know what to think about the AFC South right now. No, I, I mean, as much as I, I like that D'Amico Ryan said success and that C.J. Stroud looked like that, despite his Ohio right. State roots, once could, they get to the NFL, I kind of try to could forget it, about that. Could it kind of be like like Jacksonville this but past year where they made their big leap two mm -hmm. years ago, but this year that's my concern. building on that was tough. My know? concern is they're not going to be able to match what they did this year. Well, they're not going to add two top five picks right. this year yeah. to their team. So was he offensive rookie of the year? Who is offensive rookie of the year? I feel like he had to have been. So they had offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I think so. Just like the jets. <laughs> right. So like uh, the other, was that last year? Yeah. Except they, had, except they were good, like, I'm, with I'm the like team, the yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. so, and I don't I, like. I don't even count the, the Jets, Jets did the hard thing of having offensive and defensive rookie of the year and, and not still being, being bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of the AFC South. I don't think the Titans will be that good. No, I think the Titans are going to be the worst. I think game. the Titans will be pretty bad. I, Colts aren't interesting because you know Minshew had them on the cusp. But right. Anthony Richardson's coming back. He looked good when healthy. Can he stay healthy? Right, but he only played like a month and was out hurt yeah. twice. Yeah, he only played like four <laughs> games, missed parts of those four games, and then was lost for the season. But it happened early enough that he should be fine for the start right. of this year. But can his style of play allow him to finish an NFL season? Right. The Jaguars fell apart in a big way this year. Yeah. They looked good at the time. They were actually challenging for a number one seed, and ever since that started to well, be the talk around the town, and, they fell off a cliff. Well, and so here you go. This is a weird one, too, because i for, forever indebted. But Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, you take out the 2017 season when they won the, won the Super Bowl, is a sub-500 coach. Red round 500. Red round 500. But, you know, that's not what you – you don't make moves to bring in guys that are 500. Right. So – an NFC South, I still think, is not that good. No. Uh, it's It'll be in – oh, Raheem Morris in Atlanta. Yeah. That was another new coach uh, that we didn't mention. I feel like Atlanta is poised for I've, a breakout because – If Atlanta finds a quarterback offense, right. because they brought in um, Zach Robinson as right. their offensive coordinator from – Raheem Morris knew him from his time with the Rams. They have the talent. Bijan I mean, Robinson um, – they have wide, wide receiver tight end. Like they have playmakers right. yeah. at all these spots. Arthur Smith just couldn't get anything out of Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke this yeah. last year. Right. Um, well, maybe that's your own, not your, but as a team, your own fault when you're like, Hey, I think Desmond Ritter and Tyler Heineke are our guys. I, I, part of me would like and to look, see, I'm not, I'm not looking to go into this deep dive. Cause I know it's not that simple, but, that's a heck of a heck of a thing for a team that's like, you know what? We don't need to take. We're not at all interested in Lamar Jackson. Well, I think like, I, that can be said about a few teams, though. right? I know, I know, but like they're one of those teams that was so quick to be like, we're not interested at all. And you're like, dude, if you had half of Lamar Jackson, they win their division this year. Like, oh yeah, in terms well, of talent, you know, yeah, because like, the NFC South was not very right good. exactly. So I'm just like. I get it, and I get not wanting to trade draft picks because they're so valuable. Like I get that. Like I, I'm not saying, but to like come out and say no, we're not even going to consider it when you're a team that your glaring need was quarterback. Yeah, and you were like, nope, we're good. What Canales does in Carolina will be interesting. 
they're a team that I think could see a big jump if yeah. they can get anything out of Bryce. You know, was that was that an offensive issue with Frank Reich? I, it's just weird. I think it's to, lack of talent. You think or surrounding surrounding yeah, him? I yeah, they didn't no have a very talent. good offensive line. They don't have very good playmakers no, around him. No so we'll, and we they don't no have a first round pick. No. To, so it could be another long year in Carolina. Atlanta, I think, could could be better. Tampa Bay, I overachieved this year. They got to re-sign Baker Mayfield now. Yeah. So idea. it'll be interesting to see if if that happens. The Saints were a disappointment to me. Derek Carr, I think he he didn't he didn't help himself and no. he was injured or banged up a lot. I thought the Saints would be better than they were, but NFC South's just not very good. I don't AFC South. I don't think is very good. I think the FC South is better than the NFC South though. NFC North is interesting to me because I think the Packers were better than people expected, especially well, for sure me Vikings honestly were probably a little bit better than I thought they were going to be. Bears ended up finishing, I think close to where we thought they'd be lions though, met our expectations. I feel like they should be back next year and they've got, uh, money and draft picks to make themselves even better. Now they've got a taste of success, winning the division, coming within minutes of an appearance in the Super Bowl. I would like to see the Lions be able to stay there, but uh, Jordan Love's development this year might mean that the Packers are knocking at the door or right there with them. They already revamped the defense, uh, at least coordinator-wise. We'll see. Matt LaFleur now I think is entrenched himself in the good coach category because yeah. while Rodgers there, I think people were like, well, this is because of Rodgers. Right. Well, what they were able to do this year now, I think people can finally give LaFleur credit. Yeah, absolutely. So, And the Vikings, I think, are probably trending downward. They're yeah. possibly losing Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So where are they going? Justin Jefferson's about to command a ton of uh, money. Right. And do you have the talent around him for that to and, matter? And do you pay – what is it? I, I wonder if that stat is still true, but there's like – no team that has paid like a wide receiver more than like 20 million a year. <laughs> something crazy has ever won the super. Like it's something crazy because like you can't spend all that money on a wide receiver. Right. Um, and he's going to command it because he's one of the best in the league. So, somehow the chiefs trade for him. Yeah. The chiefs will get him <laughs> right. F- for 15 million a year. Right. <laughs> no, I don't think Justin, I don't think Jay Jettis has taken a, a discount from anyone. No, uh, but I, I feel like the Vikings are probably going to be trending the wrong way. I don't so, know what to think about the Bears. Think about it this way, though. The Chiefs have won two Super Bowls since they lost Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, yeah. So the Bears are interesting because they hold the number one pick in the draft. Are they going to stick with Justin Fields? Dude, are they going to draft Caleb Williams? This is not a statement on Justin Fields. I want him to pick Caleb Williams just because I want to see what happens. And I feel like it's another Justin Fields situation waiting to happen if they do, in the sense of like, yeah, he's good, but I don't know that he's going to be good in that situation, uh, good enough in that situation to overcome the Bears being the Bears. <laughs> right. I The Bears, once again, though, I felt got better as the season progressed. Right. They still I need a lot someone, of help. I saw someone say – this this week they said the Steelers should the Steelers should try and get Justin Fields. Well, everything I was reading now sounds like they're just trying to figure out are they going with Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph this year? Doesn't sound like there's any interest in trading for a veteran, even someone like Justin right. Fields. I do feel that because of new coach, new leadership, including ownership, I do think the Commanders are going to be the one to get him to play with the Bears and try to get the number one pick. Now that would cause the Bears to drop to. Would that only be to two? Would they only be dropping a spot? Is Washington picked? I think two? Washington is picked two. Yeah. So I think that makes a lot of sense for the Bears because you can get, you get you some picks something and, for nothing, and still take Drake May, or if you if, if you really want to, yeah, if you think you need a core. I know a lot of people will be like, "Why would you do that? Why don't you just take Caleb Williams?" I do feel there's a lot of people that are split on that. Yeah. I think a lot of people, because of the hype he got in college, Caleb, they, people think Caleb Williams is a can't miss. I call bull crap on yeah, that. Yeah, no, 100%. Look at Here's Trevor Lawrence. Thing, though, here's my thing with Drake May. Is Drake May the next... Um, like Ryan Leaf, Tim Couch, No, like I was going to say uh, uh, Danny Dimes. 
like oh. tearing up in the ACC when maybe you have, when you play against one good team I'm, a year. I'm not saying I like Drake May over right. Caleb Williams. I'm just saying I don't think Caleb, Caleb Williams is a or, near miss like or a lot of people think. Like like Chicago did before from UNC, Mitch yeah, Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. But instead I'm, of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> And oh, this is so easy for me to say because I've got nothing riding in it, both from a fandom or from a, right, uh, you know, being there as part of the development decision team. I say put people around fields. Yes, you've already had two year, two years, right? Two years as a starter. Yeah, you've already developed him for two years. Right. Why not put pieces around it? You have the number one and what number seven or something, something like, that. like that. You have two top ten picks. Think about, look what the Texans just did. And I know one of them was the quarterback. Put people around him. Yeah. Solidify your offensive line. Right. Add a playmaker. Take Marvin Harrison at one. Right. I don't think, I don't think people are going to be that mad about that. About that. Or no. trade with the commanders and take Harrison at two. Right. Right. I don't know. We'll see. That'll or, be the... Or someone that wants to jump up above Washington. Yeah. You know, maybe even from three or four. You know, well, I don't even three know. Three is New England. They're not going to trade up, but they could. They could. Yeah. Imagine they take Caleb Williams. I don't want that. <laughs> just, just because then he would become he would become everything people say he is. I honestly like I know it's easy for me to say because it doesn't matter what I say whatsoever, but I don't think either of those quarterbacks are some someone that's going to come in and change a team. I I, I don't see that happening. I don't either. If if Caleb Williams can get it done with USC, by far, what should be by far the most talented team in the Pac-12. I know Oregon and Washington, but, but right, I know people thing, will say, "Well, finished, that was the defense." That finished, was the defense. Except it wasn't always the defense. Like you're you're playing against no defense in all but two games. Like you played a defense actually three games: Washington, Oregon, and then. When you played Utah, no, Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame! Like those are the only team times you played a defense all year. I don't know. I just I love the NFL draft, and it's coming up in what about two months. Crazy. Uh, when the drama doesn't involve my team, yeah, I'm all for right. it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm checked Maybe out. The Eagles will take a linebacker this year, but I'm not banking on it. <laughs> uh, no quarterback factory. Oh, I I hate it. Eagles trade up and take Drake. Man, uh, the JJ McCarthy. They're going to sit there and take him in the first. So we'll, we'll talk about NFL draft much more in the coming months, but we redraft Danny Watkins. <laughs> uh, don't talk bad about firefighters, man. Listen, I love Danny Watkins, the firefighter. I do not like Danny Watkins, the, the offensive lineman, Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what would the Eagles know about you're drafting being, offensive linemen? You're being generous, calling him an offensive lineman. That's that's unfair. Danny Watkins, good guy, was a bad. Not player. right in the NFL. Right. It's not like I mean the Eagles are just terrible at picking offensive linemen. Just like, yes. like Lane Johnson, J- Jordan Mailata, Jason Kelsey, <laughs> Jason Kelsey. <laughs> so it's like if they could figure out how to right. draft linemen. Just think, like, oh, well, I mean, honestly, who else they have there now? Cam Jurgens coming up. They also have um, who's the guy that filled in for Samalo this year? Uh, was it Opeka or was no, that no, guy no, no. who left last? No, year? No, no, no. It was uh, Samalo went to Pittsburgh. The the guy um, is he from Alabama? I, I'm blanking on his name. Oh yeah, Who I, I, in at go- guard. yeah, I, I, yeah. They they've got guys, and they've and they've. Here's the thing: the Eagles have developed guys there, right? Right? They have developed guys. It just listen. Was Danny Watkins during the Chip Kelly years too? Probably, probably. So like, look, it's not even on him. That's not even on him. Uh, let's see. Danny Watkins was drafted in 2011. Oh, that could be end of Andy Reid. Uh, 23rd overall pick in the 2011 NFL draft. So I, I don't remember that. That's that's got to be around the Chip Kelly time, but that might have been the end. That might have been the end of Andy Reid. See, I'm not the Eagles fan, so I uh, we're uh, trying to wipe those memories from our brain. But. I remember we were doing that crazy. We were doing that show when Chip Kelly was hired by the Eagles. They they had success in that first year under Chip Kelly. Oh yeah. There wasn't much. To then he was like, I'm going to trade LaShawn McCoy for Kiko Alonso. It was a great trade. And it was downhill from there. It was a great oh, I'm trade. also going to get rid of Deshaun Watson. Or not Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Watson, that wouldn't be a bad move to get rid of. But oh, yeah. Deshaun Jackson, like, yeah. 
2011 was the dream team season. Oh, gosh. Namdi Asamoah, Ronnie Brown, Steve Smith, Donald Lee. Vince Young, baby. Jason Babin, Cullen Jenkins, DRC. Yeah. That's right, Vince Young. Good times. Yeah, so that yeah that was during Chip Kelly came in 2013. So, so Danny Watkins, man of the people, civil servant. That's right. So, uh, well, so we didn't really talk about much out west. 49ers, I feel like, it's got to be the team to beat in the NFC. Though the Rams looked really good this year. They got another offseason free agency and draft. Aaron Donald has been playing this starting to get retirement draft. yo-yo. Yeah. Uh, and Matt Stafford, like how long can he keep doing it? Right. He was banged up some the, each of the last two seasons. Yeah. So as long as he's healthy, he looked pretty good this year. They yeah. seem to have found a few draft gems recently in Puka Nakua, yeah. Kyron Williams, uh, and also um, I'm, I can't think of his name either, the defensive lineman yep. who blew up this year, had yep. like eight and a half, nine and a half sacks on the season. So uh, Sean McVay seems to have you know, weathered the storm, made some good decisions. I mean, they just won the Super Bowl two years ago. So right. they're, um, they're fine. And they paid for it a little bit because right. of losing draft capital, but they won a Super Bowl. So I don't think too many people are oh, complaining about it. Well, you would sign off on that all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Win the Super Bowl and then have well, really only one down year because this year they, they, they made the playoffs. Yeah, they made the playoffs. They were, uh, what, a, a, Almost a beat few points away from beating the Lions. Right. It was a, that was a very close game that they could have won. So Rams. Feel like they're trending up. Yeah, Seahawks. I don't know what to say. I, I feel I, like they're plat. They're plateaued. I, I feel like they're plateaued, and now they're going to kind of. I I said don't sign, don't hitch your wagon to Geno Smith. I feel like the writing was on the wall for that, but NFL teams make crazy decisions all the time, and I feel like re-signing Geno for the contract that they gave him was crazy, but. Well, I think I think they I didn't have another talking, option, right? I think they said like they would rather pay Gino. What is it like eighteen and a half million something or something like, like that. that instead of paying like a journeyman twenty five million? You know, like they're like it's gonna, which I understand, like because if you feel like you need help everywhere or lots of places, the Cardinals are just bad. I, like, yeah, they I think they've got I, another here brutal go. year coming for I them. Don't, there are no fewer questions now than there were last offseason, and that's never good, right? We always talk, you want fewer questions after the season, and Arizona has more. They still don't know what they're going to do with Kyler Murray, right? Like, is he their guy moving forward? Is he not their guy? Kind of figure he is because they played him at the end of the season instead of making him sit the whole year. Like, but Well, it's just like, I mean, who did they beat last year? Dallas. Just Dallas and Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, that was a setup. I know that was me one hundred percent. I know. Um, but notice I only brought up one of the teams. <laughs> yeah, you brought up you brought up Dallas. Um, yeah, I, I, it's still bothering me that I can't. Landon Dickerson. Oh I yeah, I could not yeah, think yeah. of his name. Um, yeah. So obviously to to go way back, and they have Tyler Steen too. So like the Eagles are very good at drafting on some yes. linemen, but. Andy Reid or Howie Roseman or whoever was making the, the draft decisions in 2011 definitely missed on, on Danny Watkins. But um, Jason's done, right? I think so. Yeah. I, I, I think, think so. he's he, – well, there was reports during Super Bowl week that he was interviewing with a bunch of the broadcasters. Right. Um, right. I think – was it Amazon and Fox or maybe Amazon, Fox, and CBS? Right. Uh, yeah, I'm I guessing. I, I'm guessing a studio analyst job. I, feel like I don't studio, think it was a play-by-play I color like commentary. I could see him maybe eventually doing that if he wanted to, but I see him being more like studio kind of guy. Well, at CBS has a lot of openings because I think all those guys, except maybe the hosts, resigned. Right. Uh, like re-signed, not resigned. Re-signed yeah. a new contract to be there. Uh, but the likes of uh, what Bill Cower, um, is it Phil Sims or yep. Boomer Sison? I, I think they're both there. Well, I think everyone's like all the contracts have expired, so there could be a lot of turnover there. AFC West, we kind of touched on already. Chiefs probably got to give them the benefit of the doubt, but the Chargers are there. I don't think either the Raiders or Broncos are that good. No, and honestly, I think I feel they're like, middle of the pack. And I feel like 
Sean Payton is getting exposed with the Broncos. Like Russell Wilson was not the problem this past year and he made him the problem, but that's only because he wanted to be like Russell Wilson was bad two years ago. He was, he was not good. He wasn't like he was not vintage. Her- he wasn't vintage Russell Wilson this year. He but was he good wasn't enough. The, right. He was good enough. And they were not. And I put that on, on the coach. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see um, what happens there. Whew. How are the Jets going to be? Yeah, we didn't really touch a lot about the AFCs. I talked about how, I mean, the Bills won it again. Unfortunately, the Dolphins had a shot and blew it. I don't think the Patriots are going to be any good. I don't know what to think about the Jets. That was, look, I, I hate when people get injured. I don't want that to happen, even though I absolutely despise Aaron Rodgers. He'll be back. How good will he be? With his age and now missing a year, right. is he going to have the attitude of, I want to prove people wrong? Or is he going to have the attitude of, they're paying me, I'm just here to do a job? And does he care? Are, is the coaching staff good enough to get everything out of them? They weren't very good this year. They didn't make a lot of good moves when Rodgers went down. No. And I know that's tough when you have an, you know, an MVP, Literally, quarterback, and first battle Hall of Famer. If they would have gotten anyone... If they would have right. gotten anyone competent, well, do they in bring that quarterback? If they bring Flacco back, are they challenging the Dolphins and the Bills? I don't know that they challenge for the division, but I bet they make the playoffs. I, I bet they do. Like you're telling me, like that, what we saw from Flacco with the Browns, that he couldn't have done that for the Jets. I don't. I won't believe it. Like I mean, I I believe he could have. Like so. They they just completely misjudged that situation. There's too much pride in admitting that they screwed up, that they got impressed by that one throw at Zach Wilson's <laughs> pro day against air, and they they screwed it up. Yep. Well, they are ma- making amends for one screw-up, which was the jerseys. They are going back to their, their retro vintage one that they used this year, I think, twice. They're making that their permanent... And they're bringing back a, I guess that was technically in a way, because I think it was white. I think they should go with the, the black jerseys. They are doing a black jersey. But I think it'll be in the same. We love that, because when we think Jets, black, we think black. Yeah, so stupid. There's just not like, too many teams like, that can pull off like black West jerseys. Virginia. The only teams in the NFL that can pull off black jerseys are the Baltimore Ravens. Just makes too much sense. Yes. Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals. Saints. I'm 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 iffy on the Saints. See, I thought they I thought they wear black jerseys. No, do they? I thought they wear black for like their for their color. I thought it was black. They don't wear white all the time. No, they don't wear white all the time. Well, what I want them to do is I want them to have their, their color rush. To be there permanent, I guess. Yeah, I guess Saints would would not, be not black. the black helmet. Not, Sorry, I'm just thinking the jersey. Not okay, the black, okay, yeah. Because yeah. I do not like the no, no, black no, no, helmet. No, 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 no. I was thinking just the you're jersey. just jersey. Okay, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, honestly, that's for me with Panthers. I don't like the Panthers black helmet. I like yeah, the Panthers yeah. black jerseys. I don't like the Panthers black helmets. Ravens already have a black helmet. Um, honestly, I like the Ravens much better, more purple, uh, which I yeah. don't. I, I like if they go black, purple, black. I like when I they like would that. wear like the black all the way. But like 15 years ago when they were like the only ones doing that, that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, but it was unique. now like everybody does it. Yeah, I just, it's not as cool. Yeah, okay, we can throw the Saints in there. That's fine. Saints, Panthers, Ravens. Not the Cardinals? No, Cardinals are red and white. Um, I did hate it when the 49ers did it. I don't, I, I'm 50 50 on the Eagles. No, I get it. Because uh, there is it. black in the Eagles logo, yeah. at least the current one. Yeah. Not, I guess, well, there's probably a little bit in the historical one, the throwback one. But I like them much more with silver. Like, I want them Kelly Green, White, and Silver. Like, that's the Eagles. Yeah, it would be cool. Uh, I don't hate, I don't, their black helmet right now seems superfluous because it's so close to the midnight green. Right, right. But if you use black with the Kelly Green, that's different. Right. I, I can give or take the Eagles one. Um, Dolphins don't do it. Patriots don't do it. Bills don't do it. I'm good with the Bengals. Browns don't do. I love the Browns white stuff this year. That Browns was very good. I love their cool, 46 yeah. throwbacks. Very cool. What about the Bengals white stuff? 
I'm, that's uh, see, I love orange, so I, yeah. I I I like I don't I like it as helmet. an alternate. I don't want it as a right. Thing. I don't I want like it there it. permanent. No, if they no, wear no. it a couple times a year, I'm fine with that. I don't like um, the Texans in there all red. No, it's too much. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's it is too much. They're getting New Jerseys, I believe. Okay, Jets are getting New Jerseys. New, I should say, new uniforms. But honestly, there's not. I don't know that there's any other teams that I would want to have a black alternate. Kansas City. No. <laughs> well, oh, Raiders oh. obviously yes. get lumped in with black is okay because right, it's right. part of their color scheme. Right. If there was one team I had to pick to be like black is them, that's the Raiders. Is you know silver, the black and silver, yeah. silver and black. That's that's them. So was it like five teams? Yeah. Five, five and a half. If we're throwing in Philadelphia, any other team that has black jersey, black helmet. Stop. Yeah, Stop I, right I said now. West Virginia going to wear the black uniform. No and, sense. Your and, colors are navy and yellow. Right. Yeah, I just – the other thing that I hate – you know what else grinds my gears? I know. We got to finish here. <laughs> I cannot stand – and this goes through all levels of football because once it starts somewhere, it trickles down and it just keeps going. And I'm sure it's – I haven't noticed it in high school yet, but I'm sure it's coming is that they – there's no socks anymore. There was never a lot of uniformity in socks in high school football, but in college, especially the pro, you used to have proper socks. Well, in pro, you have to. Well, no, you don't. Not anymore. Oh, oh. Not anymore. I thought you had to have them. Nope. Not. Nope. Okay. Because they wear basically like Under Armour pants and leotards. And there's some that are white. There's some that's team color. There's some that's black. Okay. Well, that's what I meant. You're not allowed to show anything. Like it has to be uniform from your knee, not uniform as in all the same, but they have to have something between their knee and their, their, Right, but it Quit. doesn't have to be correct. correct, correct like before, sorry, sorry. you had to have all have the yeah, same. I understand. Socks, I understand. And you don't anymore, and it right. drives me absolutely wild. <laughs> like I just come on, like you're not wearing uniforms anymore. Like Paul Lucas at UniWatch all the time posts pictures of teams, and they have different color socks on. Like come on. I'm. All, I also believe that the Major League Baseball should go back to no no pajama pants. Everything should be. Cuffed and bloused at, at the knee. Yeah. You don't have to wear stirrups. I'll give in on right, that. Because right. I love the look of stirrups, but I get it. It's fine. It's not for everyone. There's not really use any there's no practical use anymore with the way things are manufactured, the right. way the games play. You don't have to use the stirrups. Fine. But you should have high socks with blouse they call them knickers. Right. <laughs> that should be cut off at the knee. No more pants. And I tried my best to do that playing softball. I have a bunch like that so I could wear stirrups or high socks. Um. Yeah, it's just those. Are, those are those are a couple sports uniform rants for me. Like at the end. Uh, me. Paul Lucas is stepping down from UniWash oh, and he's selling the site and completely ending his reign as uniform critic czar uh, across you, sports. Have you had your days of mourning? <laughs> uh, no. Well, you know, Paul Lucas is a lot like Mike Florio to me. It's a very much a love hate thing with him. Uh, and both of them generally have nothing to do with the actual practical content that they're writing about the games themselves. It's usually when they decide to soapbox. Right, right. So, and that happens a lot with both of them. So, including today, I don't know if you saw that I one. One Mike Florio post today was talking about ageism. Does the NFL have an ageism problem? Because the NFL coaches are getting younger, and the owners don't want to pay the old coaches anymore. I mean, I think he's right on par. As I've said many times before, a private business can do whatever the hell they want. And that's the way free market works. That's the way capitalism works. And I know a lot of you don't like that. There's also a lot of other countries you can move to. So I invite <laughs> Mike Flora to go there, which I say all the time. And then there's also things that I'm like, this is 100% accurate. Right. Because he's really good at what he does. It's just he's very, very opinionated. Right. Uh, and like, Mainstream media, he likes to hide his opinions as facts. So that's well. That's where I'll end that little little tangent at the end. But that's all your fault, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, next week we will uh, be on the Bulldog Hour. So in two weeks, March third, we'll be back for episode three ninety five. I don't know what the topic is yet. So if there's something you want us to talk about, let us know. Uh, any any shout outs or anything to mention from you, Justin? Um. Thon. Ah, uh, yes. We, Thon, we talked about Penn State. Didn't remember to talk about Thon. Penn State's annual dance marathon, and it's, I think, 52nd year, almost as old as the Super Bowl, has 
surpassed a fundraising total again. Last year, they just squeaked past 15 million. And this year, they were just a hair under 17 million, getting what, 16.995 or something like that million dollars. So excellent job by the Penn State Dance Marathon once again. And I do want to wish a belated birthday to my uncle Rich, who I'm sure was probably going to try to listen to us live, except for these uh, streaming issues we've had. But want to wish him a belated happy birthday and uh, wish him all the best this year. So uh, I think that's it. Justin and I will be back next week for the Bulldog Hour and in two weeks back on this show. So for Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening to episode 394 of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Brought to you by May's Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your emails to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time...